welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about delegating while staying true to your personal brand. They give advice on what work you can hand off and still keep a consistent, authentic message. Welcome back. I have a bunch of lights and they're not even turned on. I'm so I'm so not used to doing this. Um, I have a few in front of me though, so it'll it'll be enough. We are going to be talking about delegating personal brand today, and um, I feel like I had a really nice text write up this morning that kind of split the line between how I think you should look at your personal brand and what you can delegate. I think there's a lot of things that you can delegate, uh, a lot of things you can delegate as long as you keep hold of the voice. So we'll start with that, Corey. What do you think uh, when you hear delegating personal brand? Um, my initial thought to that is you're going to do it through some sort of canned um, program and it's not going to work. Think about, and this is where I want to take the episode, think about what we're doing at MCO. Really, we tell a lot of people, you can build a brand page. think you can put a lot of different things there. You can always, and you can completely outsource that brand page because it can have a, a completely separate voice and that's accepted. Mm-hmm. But a, a personal brand has to be your voice. But think about how I'm using Kristen and how you're using Kristen and Amanda to help curate some of our content to increase our personal brand. That's different. I think that's not delegating your personal brand. That's delegating the work that goes into your personal brand. And I think that 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 difference is the key. And that is the difference I meant. So maybe it should have been, I didn't want to make a super long title. So that was at least where I was going. And maybe it was the catchy side of delegating a personal brand. And that's where I wanted to play the line and talk about was exactly that, which is delegating the work. Um, if you read the text post, it does explain exactly what you were basically just saying. And one of the things I realized was how powerful a personal brand feels. I forget that every once in a while we talk about it. It it feels like one of those hokey things where everybody just saying personal brand, but let's use Stacey Havener as an example, real quick. She has her own website. Then I see on there, she's putting, you know, boutique week. She has her posts. Um, and it's all around her, but I really feel like that just emphasizes and magnifies right back to her business. Well, Stacy's just mapping out what some of the people before her have done and executed on. I mean, you know, Gary, right. Um, there's, there's plenty of people that use their personal brand as the brand, which they should be doing that drives the entire business. And I think that's the world that we're, we're in. And I, I can't say we're headed there. We're there. And it's only going to continue to to go and grow. Well, you obviously believe in it. You want CoreyKeating.com, which you can't yep. get. Nope. <laughs> uh, but you're building a YouTube page. You're back on your podcast. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're really Here's why, Ryan. Here's brand. why. No matter what happens in the world, that's all you can fall on. That's why. So... Um, Stacy could build out Havener Capital and BlackRock comes in and offers Stacy $10 billion. I don't know, a billion dollars, 500 million. Okay, she walks away, signs the check. Then what? Like at least she has Stacy Havener. 
Like if she builds, if all she does is build Havener Capital, they walk in and buy it. She's literally at ground zero. I mean, great. Yeah, we could all sit here and argue. She's got a big check and we're going to go sit on a beach. That's a perfect example. But what if you build something else and it fails? What do you fall back on? What if you build something else and you want to change your mind? And what do you fall back on? That's why I think the personal brand, that's one reason why I would build it. The other reason is I think people relate and resonate to it. Who wants to sit there and talk to... Um, the brand account all day long. No. Yeah. My example was it feels like you're talking to a building and nobody talks to a building. It doesn't no. have a voice. It has that third party feel. Sure. Uh, and it can be, and that's where I think that, and we, we, we could agree that if you resonate with a brand, it's usually witty. And that's because you can always resonate with humor. And there's, and there's obviously things outside of humor. Um, but I realize that, especially in the brand page, I really think if you want somebody to resonate with something that doesn't have a real voice, it really has to be executed well in terms of entertainment or education. Yeah, the brand page is an ongoing commercial for the business. And you can do that in different ways. You can do it through humor, through education, through value. You can do that differently, which we explore and talk about all the time. It, it'll never resonate on a human level ever. If you could check the box and be everywhere you wanted to be, I guess we could say everywhere. I could pick specific platforms that I think would be worth it. What would you What would you have that you don't have right now that would add to your personal brand? I don't know, man. It ebbs and flows. I would be. I would spend a lot more time on TikTok. Honestly, I, I feel like I thought that in November. I've been in a lull for six months, and now I'm back there um, because I think. There's an attention swing. I love YouTube. I wish that was something that I was doing five years ago, two years ago, even a year ago more consistently. I think that's a huge one because that's forever. Mm -hmm. I think that's no one's upsetting YouTube. I mean, Vimeo can do whatever the hell it wants. It's never going to upset YouTube. That right, right, That's here yeah. for our professional. <clears throat> that's a good point. Every social media platform that comes out, like TikTok doesn't steal much away from YouTube as much as it'll steal away from an Instagram or Facebook or, yep. or Snapchat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> I agree with that. And I'm, it's it's interesting you mentioned TikTok. We actually just talked to a member, uh, late 40s, and probably watching this, <clears throat> and um, saying that he was <laughs> spending a lot of time on TikTok. Yeah. <clears throat> dying here. And that's really interesting because I always knew at the beginning, when we started on TikTok, it was like, let's just try this. Okay, it's not smart in the infancy of our company to spend money in a place where we're just hopeful. But now that we're thinking about it in terms of the attention grab and the shift, do you think that's a place we should take the company and take our personal brands because it, advisors are creating content there? I know there's 45 year old advisor males there. And that's while, while we don't only work with males, that's most of our wheelhouse in that area, thirties to forties. I so you're asking a really interesting question, and this is a conversation you and I had in probably January or December. Um, you've got to, unless you're adding resources, what are you pulling from? Exactly. Instagram. And that, I'm not. Yeah. We're not even using resources on Instagram. That's the problem. Like I'm not. Yeah. I will tell you this. Middle forties. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used the word high. I'm it's not never, trying. Never nice when you're talking about. Something I'm like not that. trying to pull away from what we're plowing into YouTube and LinkedIn right now. So unless we hire someone else who can yep. add capacity. Yep. So sign up today because we need uh, 
we need more money and a new hire. I think it's really interesting when you have to map out strategy because everybody knows you want to be everywhere. And I think that's why these conversations are so important. And it's a reason that we think about this and do this because if we're executing, we know we're talking to advisors and it's a little bit different than you guys, but at the same way, attention is attention. So we're, we're trying to map our own behavior and make sure that we're testing and delivering the experiences and be able to deliver you guys results of what's happening to us and what platforms we're spending time on. But I think we can all agree there's a handful of advisors on here who spend a decent amount of time creating on TikTok as well as people viewing it. And I know that my wife is on TikTok 100% of the time. She's not on anything else. So it depends on who you're talking to. Um, but the attention is definitely there. And maybe that's something we'll talk about, you know, business-wise. I don't know what we would pull from. I guess we can't, but maybe as a next step of, of really looking at uh, branching to TikTok. It's just, it's about where your audience is, really. I mean, like every babysitter or nanny we come into the house is just like the, the people we have working for us. It's, I ask them, where do you guys spend your time on social? TikTok and some Instagram. That's yeah. It, yeah. Period. Uh, and I think a lot of people look at TikTok like it's more difficult. You don't always have to do dancing, make graphics. Like there's some amazing TikToks out there. Don't get me wrong. There's some kids being hi hired by Marvel and like creating movies. And it it's an amazing platform that allows you to do a lot. But don't be afraid of it. One of the things I realize is uh, if, if you don't know what to put on there, you want to apply to the platform. But at the very least, make sure you apply your message. So sometimes you can be just sitting in front of the camera and deliver a 60 second message. I've seen a lot of people be successful who just talk into the camera like any other platform, like a Facebook, like an Instagram, like anywhere. You're just speaking and your message is strong and you engage with people and the algorithm works for you and you work for the algorithm and you do your due diligence and figure things out. And that's how I think you grow. And it's it's hard to make that transition. But if you break it down into basics, I think it's not as bad. And that's the only way that I'm going to survive there, which is why I tell you that. Let's rewind this conversation a little bit towards the delegating of the brand, because I think that's one that we, we need to just hash out a little bit. Yeah, the reason I really want to bring that up is because I think about spreading yourself out and you always want to text and be the voice everywhere. But if you're on five different platforms, then you even adding context to a video can get very busy. So it can be difficult. And that's where I think, where should you be spending your time? Where can you delegate? Where is it okay to apply somebody else's voice? And where do you have to hold your own? And, and how do you make that happen? I'm going to come out with some blanket statements here. The only place it's comfortable or that I would give you permission to use someone else's voice is on the brand page, not your brand page, the brand page, the Smith Wealth Management brand yeah, page. Agreed. I will also say this, and I know you'll agree with this, and I've we've been pounding this for eight months now. Guys, you are so much better off being in one place with your one voice than you are spreading yourself across six platforms using canned content. Like the second your audience sees that it's not you behind the wheel, they're they're pulling from your your score lowers for them. I promise you that. I promise. I promise. I promise. Like, you start out with a hundred, and you're gonna maintain that hundred if it's always you talking. But the second they feel that no one's behind the wheel, they're gonna they're gonna start questioning things, and and that is a, such a danger because you guys think for some reason I need to be in four places, six places. I've got to be everywhere more consistently. And then this program came out, Snappy Kraken or whatever the hell it is, right? Says I can be everywhere. There's no one behind the wheel. There's no one driving. And we can tell. And you can tell. You can tell when people market to you that way. So don't mm -hmm. market to your audience that way. <clears throat> Completely agree. Um, and I think there's still that animosity of I need to be everywhere and I need to make sure. Uh, and, and what I really say is 
and why we spend time talking about strategy is where are your people? And it, it can bring you less, it, it can ease some of the anxiety when we say, okay, well, I don't even think those people that you're talking to are on this platform. So you don't, you, you can build brand on every platform. Don't get me wrong. There's opportunity everywhere, but in a world of limited capacity, we have to be realistic. So pick one and dedicate to it before you move around. And that's exactly why we pulled away from TikTok, even though we believed in it, because LinkedIn was the one that we believed in more at the moment and based on the capacity we had. Yeah, I mean, Zach's comment. It's, I it's do, just Zach. true, man. I remember that. And I remember, yeah, you got a sick variable annuity from it, if I don't remember, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to demonize all the tools. The tools aren't. Oh, they're not all terrible. It's, I don't know why I clicked that. It's no, it's of course not. The, it's about the message and the yeah. voice. Yeah, and it's the idea of automation and that there are benefits to having, I would say, a snappy Kraken. I don't know exactly what it does. If you let's say, <laughs> let's, let's, say, let's say you had all of your own or like Hootsuite or whatever these are. You want to be on all social platforms. If you speak a specific message on each one, you only have limited characters on on Twitter. So what happens is if you write something on LinkedIn and Facebook and it fits because of the uh because of the characters and then you end up putting something on uh Twitter, it cuts it off and mm -hmm. it even looks weird. So you have to be very careful also about what your content looks like because there's also 60 seconds of video there or like 10 seconds on Twitter. Then obviously there's 10 minutes on on LinkedIn and then I think it's forever on Facebook or like an hour or something. So you really are playing with different features. And that's why you have to be careful. Not only is somebody not behind the wheel, but people can see your content and it doesn't apply to the platform right away and that you lazily spread it out. That's when I would say don't be there at all. I agree with that. Now, Hootsuite is a fantastic program, but to your point, when you go in there and you've got five channels connected, you do have to create the content. Like, Use Hootsuite as just a, a scheduler. Don't use it exactly. as, a, That's as what I mean. making life easier. Like it's only going to schedule your stuff because you have to speak Twitter and Twitter, Facebook and Facebook, the gram and the gram, TikTok, right? You've got to speak to those. I've gone over this with people and Ryan, you know this, like these are different restaurants and they're different bars. You're not showing up in flip-flops in a tank top at the, you know, in the city at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. That's for the beach, right? So like we've, we've got to behave that way in these different platforms. So let's break it down real quick and end with a strong summary of what we think a personal brand could be. Now, everybody has a capacity, but let's say what you would need. Uh, let's say everybody, I think, could have their own website with your name at this point, um, mm -hmm. a YouTube page. Mm -hmm. And if you have one long form video, you could have somebody help you curate to make sure that you have video on YouTube. We have clips on LinkedIn. We can fit in stories. Uh, you can have graphics and it can all be your voice. It's just somebody else curates it. It's your quote. It's your page. You can use it on your page and add a little context, but somebody else can create the whole graphic, added your voice again, because it was your statement. There's a lot of ways that we can fit in to creating a personal brand and you can delegate some of it, but you have to keep control of being uh, present as well as your message and your voice. Here's what I would recommend every advisor do teams, individuals, whatever, um, even asset managers find a company or curators that you trust and can work with for a while. Not one off. This isn't, you know, we've tested this. You can't buy one person on Upwork and then the next week, try somebody like this has to be long-term. They have to learn your voice, learn your message, learn your rhythm, your flow. And that is just creating, it's working with a company or a 
individuals or individual that can become your curator. And, and the way you put it is perfect. I think it's just, there's a folder, drop the shit in, it gets curated, go and grab the, the curated shit out and then use yeah, it. And that's, that's it. it just, yeah. it happens behind the scenes. Yeah. The way I believe to add to a consistent, authentic personal brand is doing that. Exactly. Your finish line has to be shorter. That's what I've been saying recently. Your finish line has to be Dropbox. I do a video, I upload it. It's two and a half minutes. Somebody cuts it down to a minute 40. There's my clip for YouTube. If you can sit there and do three videos, you got three videos a week. You can knock them out every Friday by spending a half an hour, an hour, just sitting in front of a camera, uh, doing a little bit of prep so you don't feel like you're bouncing around, maybe on a Sunday or sitting in front of the TV. Brand's always going to be work, but you have to realize the opportunity you have from it. And if you take the work to make the to make like the infrastructure and you actually put the meat out there, somebody else can package it for you. You know, there's no there's no telling where it goes. And it's worth the extra couple hours in your week, two to three hours a week. You could have a full fledged personal brand with enough help. And here's why you have to do it with someone or a company consistently. And it, I'm going to poke here at some of the companies that are out there. You can't be working with a different account manager on every one of these, right? This can't just be, I drop it into a company that rhymes with Toxley and 17 people might be there working on it every other week because they don't know your rhythm. They don't know your flow. You're working with, you know, Stephanie once and Rick the next time and then James and then Joe. And those four people are just showing up to work curating based on their guidelines. They're not curating based on what the client necessarily needs. So where I'm going with this is why you want to work with someone consistently and Upwork doesn't really do it for you is because it's, it's, oh, he likes it done like this. He likes the intros done this way. Oh, this never gets com through compliance for him. Oh, when I output the scripts, they need them double spaced. Oh, the disclosure slide has to show for three and a half seconds and then four and a half seconds on the back end, right? So when you work with someone consistently, you train them once or twice, You've shortened to your point, the finish line. You've you've cut another six back and forths and frustration points out of the whole thing. Upwork has been one of the more difficult places to actually hone in on somebody with different prices and never knowing what you're going to get and going. It really is difficult to find somebody. So I think if I could suggest anything for you when you're looking through personal brand is while you're figuring out a budget, you really focus besides obviously uh, the money and the capacity you have is going to be a like-minded company, somebody who thinks like you, yes, somebody that you believe in because you don't want to be resenting a couple months in because it does take a commitment. So that's the thing that you should make sure of is that you believe what they say, they're doing what they say they can do uh, and, and you feel good about it. And that's, that's the huge. way I've been going about it. And that's the way, you know, that's, that's why we started hiring and why we started uh, finding people we could trust to push our personal brand because we you, believe in it so much. You really just nailed that. If you start with, let's say you've got A company and B company, and one of those works, we don't know which one, one of them works, and you start with both of them at the same time, and you go for three months, at two and a half months, it looks like neither of them work. At three months, one of them pops, and the other one just continues. And that three months, that 90 days, is a ridiculous waste of time, and what ends up happening is if you chose the wrong one, you write them both off forever, and that's a pain, that's a problem. For advisors. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's a really good point. Marketing yeah. doesn't work. The shit doesn't work. I tried it. Mm -hmm. You yep. tried the wrong one. That's yeah. you got it. Like, but there's so many companies too. So it's I like, no. But that's the, this is about difficult. due diligence. This is yeah. Wordler. I mean, there's so many curators. That's true. That's true. You gotta 
hire fast, fire fast, right? Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, completely agree. Uh, cool. Yeah, a little bit before a little bit before ten. I feel like that was a a good solid episode. Appreciate you guys chiming in and throwing in some comments. Is there anything else, Corey, you would add about <clears throat> uh, about delegating pieces of a personal brand to add to the operational side, add to the creative? Anything else? Any other insights you'd add? I just honestly, this I always go back. There's no shortcuts. I sorry, there just aren't. There's there's putting in the work, finding the right people, finding the like-minded businesses and people to work with and, and being patient and taking their guidance and, and it's trial and error, right? It's just, it's hard. Completely agree. So one of the things I also say is one of the biggest things you can do for figuring out what to delegate is using self-awareness to figure out what your, is your natural storytelling medium? Where do you find yourself flowing the most? Are you the guy who walks in at parties and can talk to everybody and kind of owns the room? Then you're probably more a video podcast. Do you do you like to sit and write? You know, then maybe your text. Once you start to figure out those things, you can figure out where you want to sit and what other people need to do for you. And I think everybody has a little bit different uh, pain points, but 90% of the time it's in the curation and distribution. Everybody can sit in front of a video. Anybody can write a post but then they wonder where does it go or where do I send it or how do I make this look nice or what do I do with this video? And that's why we talk about uh, today's episode of delegating personal brand. Make sure you're taking somebody else and putting them in the place that you can't get over. They help you get over that hump and help you succeed. Uh, and that's how that's how you lead to consistency. And that's where the brand comes from. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't want to step on future episodes here, because but there's a, some stuff I want to just chat with you while we're online. It doesn't have to be, you can be off the record. I don't care, but you've had some really good things you've pointed to lately. Um, I would have, you know, I really wanted you to dig in more on what you shared yesterday, which was um, the, anxi the anxiety of not doing. The anxiety yeah. of not doing is like, just me saying that gives me anxiety. I, I completely agree. And I didn't know if that should be a, a full-fledged episode or or what. But I just um, I don't like publicists, by the way. I mean, I don't know in the context of what you're saying, but PR is very dangerous. So we could talk about that another time. What is that? Uh, what have I heard? I heard a, I, I could been hearing this term like earned earned PR or like something. Anyway, earned I think media. <laughs> earned media, something like that, where I think the idea of brand leads to PR rather than you paying money or paying somebody else to take take you and put you on TV somewhere. Because I think also rather than being on TV and having a brand these days, it's more important to have a brand that gets you on TV. So when people see you, they feel something because you can also feel like a stranger these days on TV where people's like, I don't know that person and I don't respect him just because he's on TV. TV's TV these days. So I don't know. Quick thoughts, not to crap on all the publicists. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, and I'm sure there's a more appropriate way to go about the business, but that's the part I would not like is I think there's just a lot of overpaying for names to be put places and um, it's, I just don't think it's worth it. Like I would never pay for anybody to be, for my name to be in a market watch article. A publicist makes a lot of sense for Matthew McConaughey when green light comes out and he shows up on six podcasts, 17 shows, the newspapers, right? He's in all the junkets. That makes sense. People know who he is. When John Smith of John Smith Wealth Management of, uh, you know, Richmond, Virginia shows up on market watch, nobody cares. And he paid 2,400 bucks to be there. Yeah. 
So uh, that's that's Word. my two cents on that. Word. Cool. Um, let's let's do a whole nother episode. I don't know whether we'll do it next week or when we'll jump back in, but let's let's focus on that. And I think I'll, I'll think I'll create more videos around that as I bring that point out and kind of hone in on it. Something whenever I have these these moments or these, I guess, quotes, I'll usually carry it through to a couple member conversations. We'll talk more about it. It just relates for some reason. And then if I can formulate it a little bit better, we'll bring it out in a full fledged episode and have a conversation around it. Why? You mean the anxiety thing? Yeah. It drives me. I, I don't know that it, I don't know. I, I'd love to know how crazy it makes advisors feel, but I know as a content creator, it, it, it haunts me. Anybody who creates, whether they're an advisor or not, I, I'm sure they feel that the miss or the animosity of like not, not being present when they know they could, yep. like when you're used to posting three days a week and you go on vacation and you want to separate it's fine to not look at your phone as long as those three pieces of content come out and you know, in the background it's there. And then every, like th this would be my example of how I feel like everybody is you're camping and you're like, I'm putting my phones away. I'm putting them in the car. I don't care. And then the whole family goes to bed, but one post is out going out automatically because you scheduled it and it's crushing. And you're just like hanging out in the feed at night and getting to talk to people. There's definitely is a fun part of having something always going and the consistency of it. And it just feels good to be present. Yep. We are ruining the episode. What was um, another one you talked about? I thought the talking to ghosts was huge. I mean, there's a lot. Talking to ghosts is probably the biggest one. I mean, that's even, that's got more legs than the anxiety one because talking to ghosts is yeah. marketing. I just had a conversation yesterday with somebody that I, I threw in through Slack. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I had okay. a call with somebody and, you know, he's like, I was working here, moving out on my own, um, getting a few things ready. He's like, but I love your content. I watch it. Uh, and, and he referred to a few posts. And one of the things I can say about talking to ghosts is uh, not only are people watching, but then you talk to those people individually or you get to have a conversation and they refer back to your content in multiple ways and how yeah. it made them feel. There's not, man, that's so powerful. Somebody who talks to you about something you said where they already know you for a certain reason, it's just an extremely powerful moment to have and a cool reminder that there are people out there watching. Even like, if you can't see them, he doesn't like, he doesn't comment. He says, I don't like to engage. He told me, he's, he's like, I guess I'm just one of those one of those scrollers or creepers or whatever and he references it. something from April 12th. And you're like, Whoa, yeah, that yeah. post you did. And you're like, when did I do that? It was like six months ago. Or he said, like, you feel like you're not talking to anybody. He's like, maybe that's me. And then we're having a conversation and he re refers back to something <laughs> yeah. I just said. And it's, it's cool to have that. And that's what, that's the experience I want for everybody else to know that that can happen by creating consistent content, to have that ability to have those shots so while we're growing our business, while we're getting referrals, while we're still networking, while we're meeting people, we have an operation set up where content's going around in the back. So that's just another voice for you consistently there. And it brings power into the real world. It brings power into the virtual world of people who've never met you. Uh, something we believe in and something we execute on. Yep. Um, yeah. 
we'll definitely get two of those episodes. I like both. And I think we can have a fun conversation. Um, even though we can had part of them as we always do, it'll be easy to have uh, a fun conversation about both of those. And we'll, we'll, we'll pick a few. So we'll be back guys. Let us know what else, anybody you want on the show, let us know. We've been taking a little bit of break from, uh, from hounding guests. I feel like, and since we were starting to repeat a little one, a little bit, I would like to look for some new guests. So if there's some people you guys are following, whether that be advisors or just people you enjoy in the advisor world, finance world, let us know. Cool. Good stuff. Fun. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. And employee meeting, right? It's supposed to be now. Yeah. yeah it's supposed to be four minutes ago. I should have ended this already. Just bring mm-hmm. them on here. Okay. Hang on. 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 Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.